What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block 4, January 9th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, that retro code, Edward Barnell. Puya Puya Pika Pika. What? Ed! Yes! All kinds of new things happening. Got a, <sighs> Got that new intro, got this new background slash title up here. You can yes. find us at different links down below. I'm so excited. I am so yes. excited. Uh, you know, I, I, yesterday I, when I got home from work, I was just like, I was hanging out. You know, I took a shower, I sat down to eat. And I was like, you know what I should start doing? New intros to the shows. So I started working on the uh, NGR one. I was like, this one turned out really good. And like yeah. I couldn't find any I couldn't find any music to go with it, right? So I was yes. like, hmm. Oh, that's right. YouTube has a whole catalog of music that you can use that you won't get, you know, fine for or anything. So I was like, I need something upbeat and kind of video game related and kind of like cool Jaunty. cool sounding, you know, not like no dubstep or anything, no garbage like that. So I was like, huh. What can I get? And I found perfect music for our intro. And I just think, I think NGR Radio's intro is just like, it, Lovely. it might it's be, really good. it might be the best intro I've ever done. <gasps> See, I might have to debate about that. Yeah. Why? Because the expression pass for a Nintendo Power Block, I love that intro. Oh, well, though, I mean, I meant like oh. of the podcast, you know, that oh, intro, okay. that intro for, uh, for expansion pack and expansion pass are both like short and sweet and to the point because they're not but there's I, I love the lettering i just love how the intro comes in just everything fits and it's so good and if you guys haven't checked it out and don't know what we're talking about go to you uh nerds go wrong uh youtube page and watch expansion pass yes our uh show. nintendo power blocks expansion pack uh is up on youtube on mondays at noon uh, just in case you can't get enough of me and Ed on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, Jesse joined <laughs> us on the first few episodes. He's going to be joining Pal Block sometimes now, too, just because, like, we're recording on Sundays now. And, like, I'm trying to... He had uh, obligation tonight, but, like, man, dude. Oh, expansion pack is great. Pal Block yes. is great. And then the Arsenal X stuff is coming together real nicely now, too, where, yes. you know, like, uh, the the... The show is is looking great. The expansion pass is is a hit. We had a that Ninja Turtle episode goes up on Wednesdays at noon or Wednesdays <laughs> Fridays at noon, Fridays at noon. Yeah, wow. Okay. I'm sorry. There's too much to keep track of. I yeah. Okay. We're, so we're, these are being worked out and planned. Yeah, I'm trying to like I'm I'm really trying to schedule these shows out to where like you get a little bit of the shows every day kind of thing, you know. And yes. so like. NGR now has B-Sides, which is the NGR radio equivalent to our expansion pack episode. And, like, I'm breaking out 20 questions into Season 3 in case people want to, like, just watch those and try to guess the games with us. So, it's a good time. It's a good, good time. Very happy. Yes. Very happy right now. Uh, so, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the new intro. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're not, check it out. 
and uh, leave some comments and feedback and, and stuff like that. So, and and also everybody subscribe if you haven't, or if you love our content, go ahead hit that subscribe button. Yeah, subscribe. And even if you don't like it, subscribe anyway. It makes me feel yes. better about myself and 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 Ed it makes Ed feel better about myself. Okay. Uh, huh? I don't know. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so uh, Ed, usually. I let you go first and what we've been playing. But yes. I've been playing a ton of stuff that yes. uh you know, I've somehow, some way I've let Matt and Moose influence my purchasing decisions in twenty eighteen so far. And uh I don't know I try I try to, but uh, it know. doesn't work. Even after I even after I tell you what to get, you just No, I got a lot I've gotten a lot. So, okay, so my 2018 video game purchases thus far, besides, besides like, uh, my Wii U and Wii and GameCube checklist and 3DS uh-huh. and DS checklist that we've talked about extensively off the show, which I actually would like to make an expansion pack topic on, on this, uh, but... We'll cross that bridge at a later date. Maybe this week. Maybe this week during our normal recording time, we'll talk about it. Uh, yes. But okay, so my ge- video game purchases in 2018 so far: four PS4, Persona Five, and Neo. And uh, Gravity Rush Two digitally was on sale yesterday, so I purchased it. Uh, ah. Do Gravity Rush like? I know this is a Nintendo show, but Gravity Rush, man, that, that the art this style. A lot of people love that uh, game. I love Gravity Rush. I started playing the remastered version uh-huh. uh, once I uh, saw that the second one was on sale, and like, man, that game is just, oh, it's so pretty to look at, and like, oh, it's it's awesome. I like it a lot. Uh, what else did I buy? Oh, for Switch. Okay, this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, so for Switch. I got Axiom Verge, I got uh, Earth Atlantis, The End is Nigh, Snipperclips Plus. I found a physical copy of Snipperclips finally. Ah, okay. Uh, Okay, so everybody just, I have bought Corey's Snipperclips, uh, and I was going to ship it to you for Christmas, so now I have to return it. Oh, sad face. No. Bad Ed. Bad Ed. Oh no! Wait, I'm keeping the game. I don't have a copy. Yeah, what are you yes. talking about? <laughs> I don't have. Sn- I, yeah, I don't have snipper clips. Uh, man, Ed, now now I feel sad. Well, because I bought it for you because you said you couldn't find it, so that was going to be your Christmas gift that I was going to ship off. Aww. But now that you mentioned it, I was just like, well, shoot, I'll keep the game because I don't own it. I'm like, I need to own it. So you need to own snipper clips, Ed. Yes, I have my physical copy. Merry Christmas, Ed. <laughs> uh, what else did I buy? I got uh, man. What was that other? What was the other game I got? I got. Uh, did you get Edo do or no? No. No, the other one that's like Zelda. Uh, Blossom Tales. Yes, I want to. Have you started that? No, yet? I have not started it yet. I've been playing Earth Atlantis and the End is Nigh and Axiom Verge, though. Because I wonder if I should get Blossom Pit Tale. I- I've been looking at it, 
and I'm thinking of picking it up because it looks good. Everybody that I've talked to just said, look, if you like A Link to the Past, this game is for you because it is all it is is A Link to the Past kind of reskinned and redone. Mm-hmm. Like the they said even down to the way the, the bricks in the floor fall down, right? You know how A Link to the Past, some of the dungeons have the, the floor that falls down. Like even that aspect is there. And like, you know, the the only difference really is like it, it outside of it being like a new map and new dungeons and stuff is that like you're uh-huh. not playing as Link and everything else is a, is a Zelda game. There's a boomerang, there's bow and arrow, there's a sword, yeah, there's that. a shield. Like everybody I've heard talk about it or talk to about it said that it's basically a link to the past. And if you're a Zelda fan, you should buy it. So I did. Okay. I did. And it's uh- only 15 bucks, I think. Oh, that's not bad. I'll probably pick it up because uh, I want to pick that up and I want to get Golf Story. Uh, I think I'm ready to pick that one up. And, you know, I got to get see a Graceful Explosion Machine. I want to see if that's on sale. I don't think it is yet, but I need to get that too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been playing a lot of those games. I've been finishing the Zelda DLC. And, like, as I progress through the Zelda DLC, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel better about it. Uh, just the, the, it just starts out it starts out really slow and it starts out kind of like it starts out really hard and to the point where like it's it's kind of like if you're not playing the game <laughs> at like if you're not if you're not if you're starting the DLC after not after being away from it for a while it's yeah. just like kind of frustratingly hard uh, so I've been I'm finishing that up. I've been playing Axiom Verge again, and dude, that game is just... It's... Top notch. Oh, just yeah. Good. I mean, like, dude, Metroid... It's the it's the Metroid game that everybody wants. It's just, like, if you own a, if you own a Switch, like, and you don't own this game, like, you should uh-huh. just press pause on this show and, like... Download it. Go buy buy it, it, and if you can't afford it, trade something in and get some nintendo points or whatever and just download it because it's like it's totally worth it man it is just oh oh it's such a great game uh so i've been playing that and then the end is nigh i've been playing a lot of and it's kind of like uh it's the follow-up to super meat boy uh one of the create it's it's like it's this weird like it's this weird split where like the super meat boy team kind of split off and did two different projects and one was the binding of isaac and this is the other half is uh the end is nigh and the end is nigh is a 2d side scrolling platformer single screen uh platformer so like you're you're moving from kind of left to right or up uh up and down depending on what screen you're on and like Mm. the different levels there's different things to collect like uh, you can kind of collect these little ghost things that are kind of hovering or the big draw of the game is you collect these game cartridges and as you collect the cartridges you add to the your collection of games and they these cartridges you collect are actual games planted within the game so you can go back to uh, either the title screen or like this hub menu area and like play the games that you collect and uh, the whole story behind the game is like, you're this popular uh, Twitch streamer, but the, they don't say Twitch because they don't obviously have the rights to say Twitch. But like, right, you're a popular streamer, and then the the world like 
explodes or whatever and you're like one of the last living pe- things on the earth you know and it's like you're going to collect these game cartridges and you keep play you can play these cartridges and stuff and whatever and it's like it's really fun and it you can definitely see the super meat boy influences in it and but you can also see a little bit of binding of isaac in the yeah. art direction uh the monochrome art style fits the game really well i love it i love the monochrome art style it it's like it has like these hues of kind of like greenish or purple like but it still looks monochromatic so like it's a lot of grays and and everything like the platforms are black your character is black like and and everything behind it is just various variant colors of gray and and white and and it's really awesome i love the art style uh it's 15 bucks on the eShop. uh if you want a physical copy i think it's 30 uh which i almost got the physical edition because the box art looks really cool but yeah uh it is 15 bucks on the eShop, and i'm really excited because i've been wanting to play super meat boy which is coming thursday I believe so. Uh, <laughs> during the direct, I'll probably be playing Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Me and you both. Oh man, dude! Uh, because yeah, because I told uh, Matt um, that I I didn't own a 360, so I never played it. Yeah. So this would be my first time playing it. Yeah, and I got it for free on PlayStation for PlayStation Plus, and mm-hmm. he's the one that actually got me hooked on it. And I played through probably 70 percent of that game, uh, and then. N plus plus came out and I got dude that I I love N plus and N plus plus. I wish those games would come to Switch so bad. Ugh. And like yeah. I don't know why they aren't. And I read like I was looking on it to see if they had any plans to bring it to Switch. And the creator said that Nintendo's Nintendo didn't really want to work with them because they were working on their own platformer at the time, which ended up being Mario Odyssey. And like yeah. ever since that, and that was an article in like February. And like the last thing I saw anything on it uh, was May, and somebody asked them if they were going to bring it to Switch, and they said we're just focused on launching the Xbox One version right now, which I think launched in June. Uh, but man, those games! I wish those games would come to Switch. Like the first one was on DS. Yeah. So like, it, it, I, felt, it actually like I think part the first part of the series the first and the second one like so for some reason i just remember m plus being on ds and the sequel being on ds like i don't even think it had went to consoles almost like maybe eight months after the ds version Mm -hmm. yeah uh let's see i got it for ds and then it came out a couple months later on psp and like mm-hmm. I ended up getting the PSP version too because uh like eighty percent of the levels were the same, but each version had specific uh levels to them. Like the PSP had a bunch of Sony specific uh levels, which was like you could you had to play through a PSP or a DualShock three at the time or whatever, and like they had a bunch of PlayStation specific levels and then the DS one had a bunch of like weird kinda abstract levels to fit both screens mm-hmm. oh my nose is stuffy sorry uh but like man i i i love those games so much and i just wish those were on switch because i would be more likely to finish in plus plus if it was on switch now you know uh i i 
did I got all the achievements in N plus for Xbox 360. And then when it came to Xbox one, I started playing it in a crap ton of it again. Uh, but I don't know, man, it's, it's weird because like uh, the last thing, uh, the last article I see here is September 21st, uh, is M plus plus, uh, releases on October 4th for Xbox one. And the team hopes to do a switch version soon. Uh, but that's kind of like it, you know? So it's January. Maybe it'll be in a direct soon. Like maybe it'll be like a, in a Nindy style direct in, in February or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, the end is nigh is really good. Uh, if you're looking for us, a, a challenging platformer, it's cool. It's really, really good. Uh, and then earth Atlantis, it was on Moose's top 10 games of the year. And I feel like it was like close to the top of his list and I downloaded it and it's, it's kind of like a rogue like metroidy game where like you are trying to get as far as you can in this map and you're gathering these resources to upgrade your ship and when you die you can go you go back to like the hub and you and like i guess you can upgrade your ship i don't know i've, I've only played for like a half hour i'm not 100 percent sure still exactly how to play this game uh mm. but it's interesting the thing that i love about it though it has a really awesome art style it's the whole thing looks like it's being played on a nautical map. You know, it has that brownish kind of tint to it. Uh, and that everything is, everything is that, that brownish yellowish color in the outlines of the, of the monsters and the ship and the, uh, obstacles in the world are all brown outlines. Uh, is it like a like an eight bit kind of style? No, it's it's fully polygonal. It's just it just has this really cool like color nautical color palette, and it looks cool. Okay, like imagine if like you you're looking at this scene of like uh, a ship from like the 1700s sailing, and like you you're in the captain's quarters, and he's looking at a map sprawled out on. A table either of the world or like the section of the world that he's sailing in or whatever and it's yeah. that it looks like an old timey map <laughs> like it's it's just ah, okay. oh, it's just really cool looking you know and it's like that's kind of like why i downloaded it to be honest with you because the art style kind of sold it on me and then moose talking about it uh and again that that game's only 15 bucks on switch too so I'm gonna i'm gonna look it oh i know what you're talking about yeah i'm gonna look it up um because they showed it on the direct, on the I think the last direct. Yeah, the the, not the Nindies one, the one they did the the indie one that they did after E three, like the showcase kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was there, and then it came out September October ish. So yeah. Um, but yeah. Cause yeah, cause I didn't know if it was. I, I I like the art style, the design of it, but I didn't know if it was like a two D shooter. Or, yeah, it's a two D uh, shooter. Or... It's a it's definitely a two D shooter, and uh, you have to press B to switch directions mm -hmm. of which way you're shooting. Uh, I don't know if you've played Graceful Explosion Machine, but it kind of reminds me of yeah, that. Yeah, I have. It reminds yeah. me of that, where like you have to switch 
Uh, Sigh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you're navigating this map, um, like a Metroid-style map, it seems like. So... Uh, Ooh, that I'm about to check check into that. It's I'm about re- to look that too, it's really check it out. interesting. Uh and like Moose swears by it. He plays it every day. Like you know how Bloodborne used to be his comfort <laughs> game and now it's this. So uh Um qu- question. Is that one game I think it's it's like double shoot or double puzzle or whatever it is. It's like it's two screens side by side and it's like you almost switch each side. It's a like vertical shoot 'em up. I have to find the name of it. I don't know if that one is out yet, but it looks interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that the Switch get more shoot 'em ups. On uh, I know some from Neo Geo's coming. Or, well, out. I mean, if, but if I would like the whole Konami, to come. If that Konami rumor is true, we're going to be getting uh, Radius. Yeah, Rebirth. So oh, I wish. I wish it's out of the blue for this direct Konami announces Parodius collection for Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be like, finally, this game is in America and everybody needs to buy it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, ah, we're not even close to it yet. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, there. what else was I playing? Oh, I was playing uh, the other game I was playing because I was watching the... One of my favorite things to watch now, like, well, not now, but for a long time has been Game Informer's replay and super replay. Yeah. And like they were playing, I watched the one where they were playing through Resident Evil and they Uh did this really cool thing where they would play an hour of the PlayStation version and then play through that section on the remake, on the GameCube remake. And then they would swap Uh back and forth so you could see the changes in it. And yes, it, and it inspired me to play Resident Evil, and which one the uh, the original one, no, the first one, the the, or remake, the, uh, the remake. remake, the one that came out on PS4 and Xbox One this year. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, Capcom needs to put this game on Switch. Like, <laughs> well, shoot! It originally he showed up on GameCube, and it's scary as ever. Oh, dude, no, it's even scarier in widescreen because like. They did this. They did this cool thing where, like, you could play. Oh, I didn't know they did it in widescreen. Yeah, you can do. You can do either or, but if you play it in widescreen, uh, first of all, they change the controls. So, like, you don't. You can play tank controls, but you don't have to play tank controls. You can play like a normal human being, <laughs> it, like like Rise of the Tomb Raider yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's like you can play that way, but like if you play in widescreen. Like when you enter a room and there's a corner in the hallway, like the mm-hmm. camera kind of shifts down the other hallway. Like they're not static anymore. It just kind of moves with it. And like, I guess they tore down the whole game and like rebuilt it from the ground up. And it's actually fully modeled now, but it still looks like the, uh, like the static backgrounds. But yeah. the whole mansion is it has been reconstructed in a polygonal environment, so like, so they could do the camera like panning. So, uh, that game is really scary, and I don't know why I'm playing it again. But like, I, it it's the only Resident Evil game besides Revelations that I put any amount of time into, and I love mm. that first game. And I hate survival horror games. Like, I hate survival horror games. There's just something about Resident Evil 1 that's like, (laughs) 
I'm just really into it. And like if they put it if they put this game on Switch, they need to put they need to put every single Resident Evil game on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I need to I want to play Resident Evil 0. I never got to play that. And it's 7.99 think... on PlayStation Network right now. <sighs> or you can buy the bundle of 1 and 2 for 15 bucks or 1 and 0 for 15 bucks. Or you can mm. buy four, five, and six for fifteen bucks. Um, I could skip on six, even though I never played it. Um, I own, I own five, four, and five on Xbox One. Uh, I probably will pick up. Uh, probably pick it up for PSA. Um, I just, I just really want one, one specifically, and like one and zero probably as a bundle. Uh, yeah it, it would be like the revelations collection I, where like you, I, one would be on the cart and you just download zero or whatever i have to give it to capcom for that remake the the lighting and the shadows in that game yeah it's just like this is uh like it doesn't feel like the original resident evil it literally feels and looks like a brand new game i know and like the character models look great and even in the GameCube version, like the character models look great. Yes. Like the lighting looks amazing. Like you see the flickering of the candles. Like you see your shadow, even though there's static backgrounds, you see your shadow going across the floor. Uh, when the lightning, when there's lightning outside, you see it come through the window. Like there is an incredible amount of detail in that game. Like little nuances that just make the game that much better. And yeah. like, I just man that game and, and it's I, I don't even know man like I, I love the way all the characters look I think Wesker looks cool I think uh, Chris yeah. looks cool uh, you know pre Royd Chris <laughs> pre Royd <laughs> Redfield uh, uh, Barry Burton looks cool like oh, it's just I love Barry you kind of smushed to this put on a sandwich <laughs> they changed the line from the first game because like, you know, the first game he's like, you could have been turned into a Jill sandwich, and then in this yeah. one he's like, like the the room is collapsing on her, and it looks like she's gonna get smashed until he like pulls her out, and uh, he's he, man, just that little line change makes all the difference, but it still has that same like cheese feel to it. It's just up to yes, it. Oh, I love it. I <sighs> love it. Uh Resident Evil. I I need to just replay that. Um, I would like to replay it, the series in order. Like I've only ever played one and four, and f- I guess I played mm-hmm. five too. But like I would like to play them and because like the story is like kind of interesting enough on like a cheese it's level. Cuckoo. It's cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Like it. Like a lot of it doesn't make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like how did you guys even survive this? Oh, but yeah. That, that series is a uh it's yeah it's so weird uh i played resident evil one on playstation one like i had the when it had the carton uh box when ps1 first came out mm-hmm. the cardboard box i had that uh resident evil 2 i played on n64 and beat it there resident evil 3 i beat on the sega dreamcast Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 I beat it on GameCube and then we bought it on Wii <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, those Wii controls are so fitted for Resident Evil 4 I, I just love it on there I hear um, that's Res- the best way to play it 
Yeah, it, it's easier for headshots. But when the must start uh, ducking and jiving, you'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, uh, and then Resident Evil 5, I beat on PlayStation 3. Uh, and I never played 6. And I tried I tried Resident Evil uh, uh, the remake on GameCube. Uh, but only had like rented it. I didn't um actually buy the game, and I should have brought it when it was originally came out. Cause I, cause my, I was just like, yeah, it looks good, and I know a lot of people are like super stoked for it. But I had beat the original Resident Evil, so I wasn't expecting anything like new from it. Right. Oh man, what a what a interesting series that is. Yes. Um, and then I just need to uh, finish up seven on Xbox One. <laughs> uh, but like I, that first game is is really good. I I had it. Uh, I got it for free through PlayStation Plus like a while mm-hmm. ago, and I downloaded it. And like I was just like, man, I I just kind of want to play it. Like I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll finish it. Like, but I just I want to appreciate that that redesign and the remaster and the HD upgrades they did to it. Like, man, even the, even the candles, like there's this one angle at like in the foyer, like when you first get in there and when, if you're playing as uh Jill, you're, mm. you're with Barry and you're getting ready to go upstairs. And there's this one angle where like the candles are kind of flickering right in front of the camera. And like, even the candles, man, they look so good. And you can just see the flames kind of like flickering and like one of them goes out and then comes back and like you can see the uh, light flicker on the floor from the candle. It's just so good. I I would literally hate if that game did that. Like Oh, Corey? What? Oh, I'm you was Oh, you were speaking. <laughs> oh, it must have been Skype. It, you were speaking in the words and stuff. No oh. sound came out. Sorry, we so, know we know how we know how Skype can be. Yeah, uh, if the light went out and didn't pop back in, it says like three zombies or four zombies were like close to you. I would have been like, not today, say <laughs> pause or off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it would have did its job by uh, implementing that fear. Yeah. Uh, oh man so good uh but you know the the main the main games i've been playing are zelda and, and then is nice so like i've already talked about those but uh yes ed what have you been playing um so for xbox one i'm still working on assassin's creed um and playing a little bit of cuphead uh i'll soon be jumping into rainbow six siege uh and then i'm gonna try to jump into uh earth like and um lost odyssey i'm i'm working on my backlog for my xbox one since uh i'll be waiting for sea of thieves and crackdown 3 and some of the other xbox one games to come out later on this year uh ps4 Sorry about that. Um, PS4, been working a little bit more on Titanfall 2. Just, like, really loving that game. Um, hoping to finish it, uh, like, sometime this week. Um, shouldn't be too long. Uh, I'm probably going to spend, like, six or seven hours just trying to get through it. Um, and still trying to... I, I gotta, I'm probably going to replay it back again on easy so I, I could get the helmets that I missed. I, I need to start searching low and high on how to get them and finding them. 
uh, but Switch, um, Xenoblade Chronicles, um, I've been playing, uh, going to be popping in Rayman Legends because Jesse picked it up. Um, so I'm going to be returning to that. Oh, and also I'm with just, uh, I meant to play Super Lucky Steel on Xbox One. I still got it wrapped up, but I need to start that. Um, uh, there's just games that's still in a package that I need to unwrap, uh, uh, and literally start playing. Um, but then, yeah, I picked up actually Dragon Quest Builders for PS4. Um, it was only 20 bucks. Um, so I want to start, I'm going to give that a little bit a try. So when that game drops on Switch, I could like just actually have it again because <laughs> I cannot wait to play that game. Um, and yeah, Super, Super Meat Boy is what I'm going to be looking forward to. I'm probably going, by the time you guys see this episode, like right now, um, I'll already have Golf Story. Um, there's probably some other Switch indie games um, that I'm going to be picking up. Yeah, I need to, like Corey, uh, revisit my list and just be like, okay, this is what I need to buy. Let me get them now and get them out the way. Uh, and also, last but not least, The Mummy Demastered. Um, been playing that game. Was just so good. <laughs> like, really, really so good. And uh, Final Fantasy XII. So, yeah. that's what I've been playing. Oh, man. Uh so many games so many games <laughs> oh last but not least i'm sorry everybody i have to revisit bioshock uh one of my twitter friends said what was some of the best gay soundtrack and he said bioshock and i'm like bioshock really <laughs> and i completely just forgot all about bioshock and this music because uh, a lot of people liked it or loved bioshock and i thought it was good i wasn't a like oh this is the best and I just don't remember the soundtrack to that game so um, I'm going to replay it. I have the collection on PS4 um, so I'm going to start that and give it a good try um, and just revisit that world talk about a game I just didn't get I didn't care for at all <laughs> well I know when I when I first played it and I beat it I saved all the girls so I might, for the first try, I'm probably going to kill all, or I'm going to use all the girls and get my powers um, and, and go from there. Because, uh, yeah, I already seen the good ending, so I want to be bad. I want to be naughty. So. Oh, boy. Um, so. so, Corey, uh, got some news for you. No. I have news for you, Edward. You do? No, I have a rumor for you. So we're going to get into the news bits. Yes. Okay, so uh, I saw this a couple days ago when we recorded the last time, and I was like, meh, I don't know if we need to talk about this. But now, like, more and more outlets are, are picking this up. And mm-hmm. uh, so this article is from Nintendo Life. Uh, Nintendo's Norwegian site triggers speculation that Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 could launch this year. Also, uh, through this uh, Norwegian site, it mentions Kirby Star Allies, Yoshi, Pokemon, and Pikmin. Uh, A new Pikmin title, it says. So, uh, this is from Nintendo Life. It says, Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 are easily two of the most eagerly anticipated upcoming Switch games, but we've previously assumed that both wouldn't be arriving for quite some time. Uh, By the way, this goes off of our uh, topic last week where we had a a rumor that 
Bayonetta could be coming in the summer. And like yes. I said, if it did, if summer, quote unquote, it would probably be late August, early September at the earliest. Uh, how in that? Okay, so the website goes on to say, however, according to a website post from N- Nintendo's Norway branch, managed by uh, blah, 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 uh, these games are scheduled to release this year. Quote, the year 2017 has definitely been Nintendo's year, and we are looking forward to 2018, which will include new games like Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, and Kirby Star Allies, as well as many other games that we will reveal during the year. Uh, we should point out that this message has been translated via Google, and the process uh, could could well have changed some of the meaning behind the original uh, Norwegian. Uh, but yeah. indeed, someone has pointed out that Swedish translation of the same passage text uh, comes out uh, similarly. So, and then someone posts the uh, Swedish version of the quote, and it says, uh, "We already know that Bayonetta three, Metroid Prime four, and new Pokemon game are under development for Switch, slated for 2018." Uh, so, interesting that Nintendo's own websites around the world are starting to point that these games may be coming this year. Uh, I still don't know. Bayonetta 3, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Metroid Prime 4? Dude, we, like, as much as I want it to, like... It's not ready. Dude, we, E3, six months ago, we had a logo, and that was it. Right, and unless they yes. show something super significant in this direct, that's rumored still. <laughs> of course, by the time this post, we'll probably know if the direct is happening this week or not. But like, unless they show something significant, I will not believe that Metroid Prime Four is coming out this year. No, if they show anything for Prime Four, and I even I'm going to add even Bayonetta Three. It's going to be E3. You don't show two hot properties that people are excited for. You don't start that off in a year because that's going to make people want um, more info. If you if you don't show more info at E3, everybody's going to be a little bit disappointed and upset to be like, "Where where's Metroid? Where's Bayonetta? You guys showed it in the beginning of the year. We want more. Like, You have to tease us at E3 with some actual gameplay or in, and more announcements and stuff like that. Starting the year off with, with a direct or anything about those games coming like this year? No. I it, it's I I personally will be a little bit upset cuz I would be like I know these games are going to have some delays and I would rather you guys give us an update at E3 so that now if we do get delays for these games we, at least what we got at E3 we could go back and look and just be like yeah okay that that delay is going to make this game better yeah uh yeah you oh, know what um also someone made a suggestion or <laughs> i don't know if it was a rumor or what they were just like they think retro studios is making a new F0 And I was just like, that would be a nice idea, but Retro is doing a new IP. Yeah, that's the game. That's the game. That's the game that you start 
this first direct in January off. You end, or end the show off with. You have to end. Nintendo would have to end this direct with retro. I still think like, I think retro is like. I still think that retro might still have two teams, and their B team is working on Donkey Kong, while their A team is working on this new IP. Like, I still think they're working on both games. For me, uh, I just, <laughs> I think. Nintendo has enough F Zero light games on it right now. To yes. they're like, look, I don't think we need F Zero right now. And as every a lot of people would love to have that F Zero game. Now, what oh, would I'm, I mean? I would love to have F Zero. I'm just saying, like, dude, it has to be Namco Bandai. There, Namco Bandai or say or the people who did uh Sega Rally. I would say something. I would say Sega because they already did F Zero. The last one that everybody loved uh-huh. was on GameCube, and everybody loved it, and they they're the ones that did it. So, well, if Sega is up to the task, because I know Sega would love that Nintendo money, would love to have that that fan love. If Sega does the next X F Zero, and that's part of this this direct, or they just surprisingly just announced this, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I I think you know, I, Sega I, would be killing for some Nintendo money right now, especially like, you know, they've they've got a couple good hits. They've got a couple games that you know, they need something. You know, they have Atlas, which you know does their own work. Like they've got the Kathleen remaster coming out, and Persona Five assumingly did well for them. Uh, but Sega proper, like I think they need something. I just, I don't think, I would love to see, I would just love to see Sega take on uh, this game, like F-Zero. I just think they did a great job the last time. Then they do the arcade, no, that wasn't Sega. Uh, That was Namco. Yeah. Namco Bandai. Uh, Yeah, I mean, either one, I guess, but like, man, I don't know. I don't even know. It would be a huge love and probably some good pre-orders if Sega and Nintendo announced that F Zero. I mean, I definitely would be like, I would be calling Christine and be like, check on Larry and see if he's alive. <laughs> uh, because if I mean, I mean, it's Retro Studio. I personally believe don't have any experience in the racing. Yeah, genre. that's that's like that's my thing. It's like their thing. They're either doing a two D side scroller or a first person shooter exploration game. Yes, like yes. that's it, their new IP is probably going to be like it's not going to be like Metroid, but it's going to be it's going to feel like Metroid Prime. You know, it's going to be a first person shooter, probably a little bit heavier on the shooting than it is the exploration, mm-hmm. just because it's not Metroid. But it's going to be that first person shooter, probably sci fi, probably. A uh, big kind of triple uh, A shooter that you would expect yeah. from like Halo or something like that's what I'm expecting Retro's it's, new IP to be. It's gonna have some darkness, but yet story driven. I think like it, uh, Retro is not really known for stories. They allow you with the because of the Metro Prime series, they allow you to know what the story is. But their platform, their two D platform levels from Donkey Kong Country. 
and uh, Returns and Tropical Freeze were excellent. So they know level design. I think this new IP from them will be their probably really first maybe heavy story-driven game. And I could see it in a sci-fi setting. I, I, guess I agree with you. I could see this game in a sci-fi setting and just want to see what they're going to create. Like their atmosphere and maybe the enemy direction is going to be bunkers if it's that dark. Mm-hmm. Like they, it needs to be dark. I expect that from Retro. Hopefully. Yeah, and so. like, dude, that was actually going to be the topic of the show. It's like, what's Retro working on? Like, what is their IP, and will we see uh-huh. it? Like, that was my topic. So, like, <laughs> I think, I mean, honestly, I think we'll probably revisit it at the end of the show. But like. I just want to know what they're working on, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't know a company, you know, that would be up. Like, they've had what? When did when did Tropical Freeze come out? 2013? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. That February, right? If only I had a device right in front of me that would tell me. I thought it was fourteen. Well, I'm gonna look it up real quick. But like, they've had like at least four years. Well, I mean, for a new IP from them, you know, and trying to show Nintendo what they're trying to go for, they're probably that research and development with the game, game mechanics and the foundation and artwork and stuff. It probably, yeah, okay. It probably took them a while to get that done. Like, I, they probably been thinking. Yeah, but on, I think I think they've been working on that engine since before Tropical Freeze came out. That for their oh, new yeah. IP. Yeah, they yeah yeah. Um, well, be, yeah, because I think they were doing a hiring stuff when they were making Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Um, because I it was like reports that Retro was Studios were hiring and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I we have got to see something this year because they're too talented of a developers to not get a game out. Yeah. And not make it tight to where everybody should because I. I don't know. Like for me, their games have been for some people 8.5s, but their games have been like nines for me, like across the board, because their quality and their design is so good. I don't care what people think about Metro Prime Two or Three; those games are nines to me. Yeah, like I mean, Metro like, Prime is a ten, but like, like it's not. Yeah, it, I mean, sorry, it's like ahead. it's like look, Metro Metro Prime was so good and it blew us away, and it's it. I think Metroid Prime 2 and, and 3 especially, like, Metroid Prime 2 was, like, more of the same, which was great, you know? Yes. It didn't really, like, change anything. And I think the reason why even Metroid Prime 3, to an extent, like, people didn't like it as much is because it was on the Wii, and that's the only way, play, place you can play it is on the Wii. And yeah. so, I mean, that's why that's the, the only reason why I didn't finish it is because I I did not like the motion controls. Like, I did not like the pointer controls at all. And so, like, it, first of all, I hope we get a Metroid HD trilogy. And I think if they're going to announce it, this direct would be it because you want to save your big guns for E3, but you want to let people know, hey, there's still games coming, and like, you know, this is January. You know, you want to point out the things that are coming in the first half. And then, like, Wii U or Wii remasters, like, yeah, you know, if you're going to port Smash, this would be the one to do it. If you're going to port Mario Maker, this will be the place to announce it. Unless you're making new, brand new ones, like, this would be the place to announce it. A Metroid Prime uh, trilogy, HD trilogy. Like, like 
to have that whole Metroid collection on your Switch, dude, like all four games. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah, like, that's why that's... I like. Like we talk about this all the time, but like I always want the newest. I always want the whole collection of a series on one console. Like you were talking about, you had you were talking about Wolfenstein and how you got it on what PS4 because you had the first one on PS4. Yes, and so like. You know, if that would be like the perfect opportunity right now is to, to reintroduce people to Metroid Prime, dude. It's been two generations since you've since we've had any like real Metroid Prime connection. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, we had we had Federation Force, but that's not like a real Metroid Prime game. You know? Even though like I liked it, it's not. I know it's not a real Metroid Prime game. So it's not. It's not like really canon. Like, right. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. Know. And. I, and I think personally for me, uh, well, personally for you, Corey, playing Metroid Prime Three on a Pro Controller, like yeah. that would benefit you. And I think that would benefit a lot of people to experience the rest of Metroid Prime Three. Yeah, because they map the get they could map the controllers to the uh to the Pro Controller. Right. Like, I mean, like all the all the pointer controls. It was like, you know, if you if you give Metroid Prime One, Two, and Three all modern first person shooter style controls like mm-hmm. right sticks to camera uh you know to scan things and whatever and you know you you map the controls to a f- standard first person shooter control scheme like those games would be so like it would reinvigorate those games you know yes it, like similar to what like the master chief collection did to uh you know those old halo games even though there's uh-huh. no sprint button in halo one and two and it really like Ooh, that's rough. But like, <laughs> yeah. And but like the rest of the game, they modernized the controls and everything to the point where it's like, oh man, these games feel good again. Maybe they don't feel fresh, but like, I still think those games would feel fresh if you added that control scheme to them, and like, yeah, and updated the graphics because those graphics still look great today. And if you yes. just gave them a little tweak, give it to somebody like, uh, uh, like Blue Point. Or you know a port, or even you know a panic button. Who's doing the the Doom and Wolfenstein ports? Yeah. Like, man, imagine what they could do with Metroid. There, there's a um, I think some Australian uh company that does port that did one of Nintendo's port, and it was like really good. I have to look it up who they were, but they they uh. Nintendo thought they couldn't get this game running like on DS or 3DS, like a port or something, and they were able to do it. It's like 10, 10 something. Um, I have to look it up. I think it was in Game Informer. Um, but yeah, Blue Blue Point, or I do you know what? I would go with Panic Button. I agree with you. I think Panic Button would do a phenomenal job. Like, I mean, they, after they get done with Wolfenstein, they've with already Wolfenstein proven too? it. They've already proven yes. it. Yes. You know, and like, in Wolfenstein, for all t- all intents and purposes, is like a it's gonna be a a Dude, good port at the very least. You know, what if they could get Metroid Prime Trilogy at sixty frames per second? Like really, like get a little bit more. I mean, I don't see better. honestly. I don't see why they couldn't with a little bit of like ingenuity and like getting those games up. I mean, look, those games are those games are running on almost twenty year old hardware at this point. Like, I don't right. see. How like a fresh coat of paint, uh, getting the coding down to sixty frames a second, and really like brightening everything up, 
to H yeah. HD, like even if they don't do like a, an overhaul graphically, just like cleaning up the textures yeah, and like, and like similar to what uh Twilight Princess HD was like. Yeah, like not yeah. not it it wouldn't be like a full Wind Waker HD remake, but it would be like what uh you know Twilight Princess was, where they clean up the textures, maybe clean up some of the puzzles or whatever that like the, the lighting and stuff looks looks cleaner it looks clearer yeah to see yeah yeah uh, yeah oh yeah come on panic button get that metro prior to I mean, even if, even like, if it wasn't panic button it could still be someone like uh who did who did the twilight princess uh port um that we would have to check <laughs> um, i'm gonna let's see uh, yeah because I, and you know what I wouldn't even release the Metroid Prime trilogy just yet I will hold I will literally work on that game and hold it until Metroid Prime is for its ready to release and do and maybe do like a two month gap like release the Prime collection uh -huh. and then two months get ready for release of Metroid Prime 4 right because at least that gives people time to play those games, experiencing it. Um, maybe Amiibo functionality could be added on, and it does some things that we didn't expect. Maybe they, it, maybe they put Metroid: Samus Return or Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero as the collection on that get on that system. Maybe or not Metroid: uh, Samus Returns. Maybe maybe the regular Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and uh, Metroid Zero. Uh, those are uh, Amiibo unlocks. You know, if if you want them, like mm -hmm. I, that would literally be cool. And like, it maybe re-release the uh, Samus Return Metroid um, from the games. Like mm -hmm. that would be amazing. Yeah. For them to do on that system. Yeah. Uh I I I would really like I would really love them if they did that. Like because... I I in the studio behind uh Twilight Princess H D was Tantalus. Uh That's it. That's it. Tantalus, yeah. We had a uh, technical difficulty. Uh, <laughs> uh, Skype being Skype. Skype being <laughs> Skype and uh it being so cold here that my internet also went out, so I had to restart everything, and uh, I think we're good. I think we're good now. Yeah. So. Uh, Which is weird because it was warm uh, this morning uh, when I woke up. Yeah, I mean it's it's warmer than it has been uh, here today. But anyways, Ed, uh, what what were you saying about uh, Tantalus before? Oh, just say that they were they're really good. Um they they have an interview, I think a game informer, um, uh, or it might be IGN, um, talking about how they started and how they ended up getting uh the chance to port Twilight Princess. Yeah. Uh so man, and that was I mean, that was a that was a pretty decent port to be honest with you. I mm -hmm. like it's probably it's definitely the best version of that game. Uh for the Wii U and like it still surprises me that they have not brought it to the uh Switch at any point just because of the whole Wolf Link Amiibo thing. Uh but anyways, uh we I just think like that Metroid Prime trilogy set 60 frames even updated just a little bit 
uh, modern control control schemes. I think that would go such a long way for mm-hmm. for even like Nintendo fans just just to preserve those games, let alone like making them available to play and you know everybody is excited to play them. So yeah, um, man, that'd be awesome. I just want to. Uh, okay, Ed, where do we want to go from here? I have. Uh, we'll go to this one next since we're talking about games that could be coming to Switch. Uh, Reddit wonders around, uh, wonders about the rumors if The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds is getting an HD release for Nintendo Switch. Uh, this also comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, if, uh, Nintendo PR reps have been contacting journalists, uh, and requesting permission to re-quote reviews of A Link Between Worlds for promo purposes. A Link Between Worlds was released on 3DS in 2013. Uh, now, that could just be uh, a Nintendo Selects line for 3DS, you know, when yes. they drop the prices down to 1999. Mm-hmm. But v- they did not do that for Ocarina of Time. They did not do that for Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. They did not do that for uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. And they did not do that for Super Mario 3D Land. So, and they didn't do it for any of the Wii U Nintendo Selects either. So, a lot of people are wondering if they are porting this game to Switch, which we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Yes. And that might not be a terrible idea because it's a fantastic game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I would love to see it. Um I, I was when I was me and Corey was talking about it, uh, uh I was talking about how the Switch has like a kind of uh, the, the screen itself on the system, like just being it widescreen, I think it would do like justice for that game. And then Corey mentioned, you know, seeing it on T V like that. <laughs> I'm now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, they, everybody think of I am set sooner. Um, because it almost looks like they're running on the same engine of it being that fast. But with a uh, uh, link between worlds, or a link to the past, I should say, or even both of them, like if they could run that fast, I'll be down for that. Yeah, yeah, like I. I'm always like I I love that game. I would love to see that game played on my TV. To be honest with yes. you, I want a top-down console Zelda, and that's this is like the perfect time to do it. You know, there's there's games coming to Switch, but like not a ton of like new releases yet. And this one, mm-hmm. it's the Switch is still on that point where like it's still cool to get games that are older from older Nintendo systems ported, right? Like, yes, I think a link between worlds fits perfectly in with Mario maker and smash as we port or switch ports. Uh, my only concern would be how would the box art look? And cause I hopefully, hopefully it doesn't look like the 3ds one where people would get confused. Um, I literally will hope that it's a, it's a new box art that we haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be cool if they just did like a, mm, I don't, a, a double mm. cover, like a switch cover. Almost. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just do a, a double a double cover. You know, I I think uh, I don't even remember what's on that box art. I think it's just like 
I don't know. I would like to see, like, the poster behind me. Uh, uh -huh. I don't know if you can see it in the video or not, but it just has, like, uh, Link in Zelda in, like, the Super Nintendo art style, you know? And just, uh, I, w I would like just that basic box art. Yeah, no. I told Corey that I would love to actually see a double pack of Link, uh, Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds, like uh, those connections, both of those games on one card. Like I think it would be cool, yeah. And maybe like, and and like what fifty dollars? I think a fifty dollar because it's it, it is Nintendo, so a fifty dollar price tag would be like really nice. Yeah, I mean I think fifty dollars for both of those games is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So. Because they're both long games. <laughs> yeah, especially if you uh, haven't played one of them in uh, twenty plus years. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that was that was a, I mean that's been going around for the last couple. Like, again, it was one of those things that we saw last week, but like it's still the rumors are starting to swirl and swirl, swirl, and more people are picking it up. So, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about um but let they nintendo released uh the top 20 games played on switch this year uh i'm gonna run down the list ed and see how you think of some of these games because some of these games are uh kind of interesting and uh un unexpected i think so uh, one legend of zelda breath of the wild two super mario odyssey three mario kart 8 deluxe Four Splatoon two, five Minecraft, six Stardew Valley, late entry to the Wii or the Switch's library, and it still made the top ten. Interesting. Uh, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle at seven, Arms at eight, Skyrim at nine, Binding of Isaac uh, at ten, uh, and then uh, rounding out the bottom half, NBA two K eighteen at eleven. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 for Nintendo Switch at 12, Fire Emblem Warriors at 13, Lego City Undercover at 14, Sonic Mania at 15, Pokemon Tournament DX at 16, 1-2 uh, Switch at 17. Really surprised that that made the list. Not, not me. I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I, I am just because, like, I don't know. If you didn't buy a Switch at launch, did you really buy this game? Uh, um, it, it became one of the hardest games to find throughout the holiday. I, so. can't, I can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, number 18 is FIFA 18. Number 19 to Sky 5 Complete. I'm glad that made the list. Uh, that game is amazing. Yes. I popped that game in last week, by the way, again. And that game, man, that art is cool. It's so good. Uh, and then rounding out the top 20 is Rocket League. I uh, thought that would have been higher. But again, that also came late. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm surprised Nipper Clips isn't isn't on here. Yeah, uh, that's but, like the big one that I'm surprised isn't on there. I I think it's because it was a Switch release, kind of like it like after what two weeks after the sister came out, it was like in that lunch window time frame, and I think people got they full of it and then kind of like moved on. Uh, but I think now with this physical copy, I think more people are going to be picking it up, and so maybe I, I know it's not going to probably be in 2018, but 
like I said, this game, Snipper Clips, I still think it would be a huge game for Valentine's for people, you know, who want a game together. I think it's, it'll be a great game to give as a gift for everybody to play because it, it really is good. It's a bunch of fun. There's laughs to be had. And I think that should have been on this list. I would have I took one to switch off and put Snipper Clips in that place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad that not, not many more people played snipper clips. That's kind of, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I, I will say I am happy that ours is on here for a new IP to be even on the list. I'm really happy that it is. Well, remember that story we read when arms came out like a week after it's, it had sold more than, uh, the other fighting games that have come out around it, what were the other yes. fighting games? I think it was uh, Tekken 7. Yeah, Tekken and, 7. And Justice, maybe? Was that the other one? Or yeah. was it Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter 5. Yeah, and like we were we were surprised that it had sold bo- more than both of those. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And people enjoyed it. I mean, people I love ARMS. ARMS... <laughs> I, I love ARMS, man. I... Man, I just like I wish there was a little bit more to it, uh, but like at the same time, like that it was definitely my biggest surprise of the year. How much I loved Arms because I thought honestly I thought it looked dumb, and like I I was like okay, it's a boxing game. It's probably a new IP that they could probably expand upon, but like it's just I don't know. When I first saw it, I was like, this is really weird and deliberate. I, and like, I really I, wish they would have just made another punch out, to be honest with you. When I seen it, it, and we would even did the live stream and stuff. When I seen it, I fell in love with it. I loved the art design. I, or the trailer was amazing. Like, I loved the art design. And I loved the fact that this game seemed wacky. This is that East Eastern Japanese design game that I'm so glad is coming back or made a made a comeback. And people who it, it was one of those games that you just you dismiss it by looking at it, but you know Nintendo until you play it, you won't actually have an opinion on it just yet. You can always say that it looks dumb and then put that mug in your hand and 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 just be like, okay, I need another round. I need to learn this. Okay, I'm having fun. Cause look at look how arms did in this trial mode. Yeah. That changed everybody's perspective or a lot of people's perspective for that game to have the sales that it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like I I when I when I said it looked dumb, like I was like, okay, this looks dumb, but I trust Nintendo and how they how they do things and you know, we all thought Splatoon looked dumb too, and look how awesome that game is. And like, exactly. And I was like, okay, I like, I appreciate that they're trying to do something new and different. And I bought it, and like, I fell in love with it. Like, I love Arms. Like, I played so much that I have like a main. Like, when people want come over and we play and stuff, like, yeah. I'm always Ribbon Girl because I know how she moves. I know like the tactics and and you know her. Uh, different hands abilities like I know I know it and so like I it was my biggest surprise of the year to be honest with you and I'm I'm really happy that uh I bought into it and played it as much as I did and it was my biggest surprise of the year 
and it jumped i think it jumped up itself this holiday because it once again like a lot of people might not believe me and you can read all the reports that playstation 4 had the best year holiday whatever well switch out switch sold better than any other console this year so i mean yeah and all and all the nintendo first party games and even some third party ones became hard to find you, I mean, and I was telling people, hey, we got eShop cards. You can just buy it digitally. No, they wanted the physical. Well, they had to wait almost two weeks to get copies in. And when we get got those 10 copies, customers seen it and they snatched it up. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, don't, I don't know what else I could say about ARMS except for the simple fact that, like, honestly, when we look back and the Switch is over and done... Like, it's going to be one of those games that people look for after the Switch is done to add yeah. to their collection because it's going to be really hard to find and it's really fun. And, you know, it's going to be similar to... I don't, it's going to be a super collectible game when when Switch is all said and done, I, is, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So... Uh, but arms, arms is is killer, and and I'm glad that that game is on this list, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Breath of the Wild even sold more. I think that's probably did. I think that maybe have sold a whole another million. Um, I really want to see what MP what, what MPD says, uh, for December. For November, I don't know if this December's out for November, but I want to see what it says for the holidays because, man, I'm telling you, I don't know who, besides probably Call of Duty, I don't know who touched the other games for the other consoles. Like maybe some sports games, but like Switch, man, when you have about, I think it's like 38 physical games uh, that's out. When you only have maybe 16 games left because people are buying like a lot of the other games, like all the Nintendo first party, the Lego games being gone, Disgaea and Super Bomberman are being gone, uh, Street Fighter, um, also Street Fighter, people who don't know that the arcade version or the collector was coming about made, like that sold out, like when almost every game that you're selling to people or you're trying to and retail when it becomes hard to find at multiple stores that's 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 just a good sign on how powerful the switch is yeah man i yeah man i i <laughs> is it bad to say that i think i own every single one of those games on that list <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i do need to get arms and splatoon too uh but i'm kind of like almost in the same and rocket league i still need to pick that up oh man uh okay so last uh last week i know we touched on this a little bit but uh next week uh on january 11th we're getting two really uh awesome indie games in super meat boy and yes. and Fury, I'm really excited for Fury. I don't know if you played this. It was free on PlayStation Plus. I heard a, year, a lot of great things a year about ago. It. I want to say, yeah, and, last year. Oh man, the art style is very like heavy purples and bright yes. pinks and oranges and like the 
they said it's going to be feature complete. They say it's going to be 60 frames a second, uh, comparable to PlayStation 4's version. And I cannot wait for this game. Uh, so those are kind of the big releases coming up this week uh, in terms of indies. And then uh, Rocket League Physical Editions coming the following week, which I'm also really excited for. Uh, yeah. But uh, outside of the game releases, uh, oh, also released this week. Uh, the if you bought NBA Playgrounds uh, for Switch, which was that weird NBA Jam style game that wasn't as great <laughs> as you know everybody wanted it to be, uh, but they did re-release the game as an enhanced edition. If you already bought it, you get the enhanced edition for free, and. Uh, it adds a whole bunch of character players and uh, you know, it, 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 I think it unlocks a ton of stuff that you would normally have to unlock during the game. And the frame rate goes from 30 to 60 and uh, they are finally adding the online mode <laughs> to that game <laughs> for the switch. So uh, if, if you are one of those people who didn't get NBA 2k 18 and you want basketball game to play, Sure. Uh and I think it's I think if you did not buy it it's 14.99 or 19.99. Uh honestly I bought it cuz I thought that game was going to be awesome and it was okay for the most part but I would not recommend purchasing this game. Uh So uh What if it's what if it's better than NBA 2K18? No, oh, it's not. I can tell you firsthand it's not. NBA 2K18 is amazing. Uh, Without all the microtransactions. Oh yeah, well, I don't play it for that. I play it for <laughs> franchise mode. So, uh, and uh, man, that game is so fun. Oh, man, I need to get back to that game too. I love that game so much. Uh, but outside of that, we have the standalone pink and green Joy Cons are coming to. Uh, switch at a quote later date this month which ed you already mentioned to me that they will probably give a more uh, uh a prominent release date in the nintendo direct yes so, that's cool i like those joy cons i kind of want the pink ones and i think sauna wants the pink ones so <laughs> uh yeah but uh because I, I, I wonder if are they going to are they going to be the green and pink ones or if you could get two greens and two pinks. Uh, well, judging from by this picture, it's the standalone opposite colors of the Splatoon Special Edition. Okay. Uh, I think I they would have to sell just green and just pink. You would think, right? Like, yeah, they would have to. Which I don't know what the world happened, but. They don't sell the single uh, Droid Cons anymore. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen them either. I Well, to be fair, I... Oh, by the way, I saw a pair of the yellow ones the other day. <laughs> I almost bought yeah, them. I was so close, but I was like, we, I can't. I, we saw it out of ours. Yeah. So I was just waiting, for more, waiting for some more to come in. Because I'm looking... At, I keep looking at the blue and the red ones, and I just like, I can't with you. I... I going to I, if I buy this. I'm going to have to find the individual ones to go to the other side. Um, they look cool and everything, but I'm like, 
Corey already has like the double blue ones, which looks phenomenal, and I love it. And I can, that's why I cannot get them because George just look. Uh, uh, that's why the yellow ones have to be on my on my switch because it's just like ah, oh, this looks so good. Um, uh, and it's so weird because I'm really I, I want the Splatoon ones, and I kind of want to mix them up with the other Joy Cons. Like I would love to have the green and the yellow, so my uh switch to like a um. Uh, like Sprite or something, or Sierra Mist or whatever, lemon lime drink. <laughs> uh, oh man, dude, these these Joy Cons, man. You know, everybody, a lot of people have been posting like when they do like custom ones. Uh huh. And those white ones look good. Yeah, I love that white. I want white ones. I want white ones really bad, and I kind of want the clear purple ones that people have uh-huh. been making. Uh, and those ones look yeah. cool. Those ones look great. I I would love to have uh, the casing of them, like a color, uh, like the white ones. I would love to have that, but then I would love to have like um, the Wii U blue for the buttons and stuff mm-hmm. with with white lettering. Yeah, almost on. like the like a, the inverse of the blue ones now. Yes, yes. Where it would be like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at us. Look at us playing designer over here from our computers. Yeah, about that. Um, anyways, uh, the last kind of uh, little bit of news here. Um, where is it at? Oh, my gosh, I lost it. Edward, I lost it. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. This is great radio. Um, so, uh, okay, so, oh, whoa, okay, kind of breaking news, like, an hour ago, uh, not breaking news, but, uh, Nintendo's Damon Baker, who we know from the Nindy Directs, uh, yeah, he says, quote, uh, look forward to something in 2018, an even bigger year for Switch and Nindy's in 2018. Uh, yeah this is from nintendo life he says this is a story that i got yeah yeah and uh only a week only a week into 2018 we're already getting weak at the knees and nintendo racks up more and more positive headlines including the recent conquest of wii u sales in japan uh so it i mean it looks like it looks like we're going to be getting a ton more indies so But yeah, man, if he he's tweeting it out too, uh, I think you're gonna like 2018 as well as his tweet. After some people were like tweeting at him, uh, imagine this leaking last year. What is this? Hold on, there's there's more. I'm digging. I'm digging in. I'm digging in. Digging in. Uh, if the image ever loads, it'd be great. Um, oh, he just. Uh, Someone posted, imagine if this leaked last year, if this image leaked last year, and it's uh, L.A. Noir, Skyrim, Doom, Resident Evil Revelations, and Rocket League. And then uh, his response was... Uh, I know, right? I, I think know, you're going to like 2018 as well. Yeah. And then he has a smiley face with sunglasses on. Yeah, so uh, that's 
that's cool. I'm looking forward to more indies. I think I've played more indies on Switch than I did all of the <laughs> Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. So Yeah. Uh, it, it's just the perfect little system to do it on. Yeah, there's in, the indies that's, that got announced last year that's not out yet. You know, we're still waiting for that. So we might get release dates for those for uh for this direct. If not, maybe the next Nindy direct we we'll get it for. Yeah. Uh so that's kind of it for the the big news. There's a couple other things, but uh we'll we'll cover them uh next next time. Uh well, did you get the Kickstarter retro cessation Xeno Crisis? Yeah, I saw that. Uh okay. the, Okay, so we'll talk about that real quick. There's a uh, Kickstarter. Retro Sensation Xeno Crisis is targeting Switch. It, I can't really tell what kind of game this is. It looks like kind of like Smash TV almost. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a game called Elias Syndrome on Sega Master System okay. and an arcade. That's what it is, the vibes is giving me. Um. Or anybody want to think of Arcaria Warriors you know, or like, yeah, Smash TV. It has that kind of style, top-down uh, arena-based shooter, in a sense. But it looks like it's uh, once you kill everything, the next door opens, you go to, up further into like the dungeon or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that that's another game we can look forward to. It looks cool. I mean, it's it's got this retro vibe to it that a lot of indie games kind of go for so we'll we'll keep you posted on that as well so yes uh anything else super i don't i don't really see i just kind of threw, threw a lot of this uh, together at the last minute uh nah no, no I, I think I think people from Nintendo are probably going to be returning back I think they were probably still on vacation uh for the week of New Year's, mm-hmm. so I think they're coming back to. Uh, I think they're going to get back and start releasing some info and everything. So I think they're getting ready for that. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the one guy that left uh, Naughty Dog uh, to go to Crystal Dynamics, I wonder if that Adventures game is going to be on Switch. Uh, well, a lot of sites list it like for upcoming games and it's listed for switch mm-hmm. i i could not imagine them not trying to uh which look if they're gonna put that on switch i could not not see them doing <laughs> rise of the tomb raider yeah or and shadow of the tomb raider i hope they do yeah. i need a collection nintendo stop playing with my emotions <laughs> or square enix i should say Get Tomb Raider Definitive and Rise on Switch. Yeah. And I don't care if I don't get a physical copy. Make them make them digital only if you need to. I want both of them. Look, I don't care if it's either, you know. I I would just mm-hmm. want I would just like <laughs> I would just like those games on Switch. I I love those games so much. Uh, I, and I would I would just restart them from the beginning and be like, yep. Yep. I mean, I would, I would, I've been wanting to replay, like, I've even started replaying Rise of the Tomb Raider, like, four times, and it's like, <laughs> I, I would just like them on Switch, I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, so. It's so, it's so good, I just, yes, it's just so good. Yeah, so, uh, but, what, what do you, what do you think, uh, 
is there anything else we really need to talk about? Like, I don't know. We've been going for a while. Uh, we don't really have a ton of things to really announce from the direct because we'll be doing our mm-hmm. own kind of thing for that when it's here. Um, um, the last thing, and this is kind of maybe a future direct prediction even though we don't have no announcement, we don't know what they're going to be showing. So Fantasy Star Online 2 is for Switch. It's going to be only be released in Japan, and it's going to be for, you know, during the cloud. Can we see um, that game also coming to America? And what will... Nintendo's new online functionality include cloud and will there be games that that are old using the cloud system and what and what does that say for like the future for, like for some old games because I, I would love to see like their Dreamcast lineup even though some people say well that should be on virtual console but if we could get early Dreamcast games through cloud on Switch I I could see that happening yeah I mean I wasn't really a huge Fantasy Star guy but like mm-hmm. I understand a lot of people have you know a lot of affinity for that and like I think they need to get their online infrastructure on first. Like I, I think their online is still a little buggy at times, but maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's like, maybe it doesn't require like a huge, uh, online infrastructure to play that game. I don't know. The dreamcast didn't real version didn't really. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, I think we could see games like that, make it here. I don't know, man, there's so many people who say they want games all the time and it's so hard to predict. Like, cause like, I'm not trying to say that these are the same games, but you look at, uh, mirror's edge catalyst. So many people wanted a mirror's edge sequel and then we got one and nobody bought it. You know, how many of those people are saying that about, uh, you know, this, uh, fantasy star game. So, I don't know. I personally think that Nintendo would benefit from having a game like Fantasy Star for the simple fact that they don't really have their uh, mega online game, you know, and that would give them a, I mean, they have a good partnership with Sega, which they could do. Uh, You know, they, I think, you know, this would benefit both, both companies in doing this, you know? Yes. I don't know. I I think they would benefit from a game like that, especially because, you know, games as a service are getting more popular by the day. And (laughs) this is, uh, this is gonna, this could, this could fill that role for them without them actually having to develop it themselves. Uh, so Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's where I'm kind of coming from here. Uh, Oh, oh, would you like the like get, uh, Sega to revisit their arcade lineup in Do Do Clouds, Do Cloud before they, um, like if they had a Sega like had a cloud system where, uh, 
I guess if you pay um, I don't want to say monthly subscription, but I guess so. Uh, or or was able to buy it. I don't know. Just something that you could play Japanese arcade games that never came to America, and you don't have to worry about it taking much space on your system or anything. I mean, I think that would be like the hamster thing, right? Like they, I think that mm-hmm. that would be more for them to decide than like say if Sega and Hamster kind of went together and were like, "Hey, we want our old arcade games here or our older arcade games here." Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I, man, I don't know. I don't think those games take up very much room anyway. Uh huh. Uh, I think you could just download them. I don't know if they would need some kind of weird cloud thing because, like, P- PlayStation and, and Xbox don't even have those, like, perfected. So, man, I don't even know, really. Uh, but I, th- I, I think maybe you could subscribe to them, kind of like... It could be almost like an Xbox Game Pass type thing where you download the games, but you subscribe to the service. Okay. Uh, now that I kind of am thinking about it, um, I don't know, but then it, it Sega have a strong enough library to even do that. I don't even know. I, I think they do. Um, because like I said, that's why I said like a lot of arcade Japanese games that they never released here because like, it would be cool to play like virtual. I mean, even though Virtual Fighter came here, I think it would be cool to play that arcade version on the a little bit on the go. If we're going with the subscription model and you could download them, uh, it would be cool to like play those enhanced versions or or of the arcade version of Virtual Fighter. Like, I think it will. It, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, they you know Sega brought this game." Uh, we never got this enhanced update or something to to America. Like people probably would be down for that because I don't even think people even know about like the Golden X arcade game. Like I haven't even seen that in arcades, and I would love to give that game a try yeah. or something. You know, uh, Die Hard. That was I think or or not Die Hard. I forgot the name of it. Uh, I think that one was only on a Sega. It might have been on PlayStation. I don't know. Uh but I only remember playing that game you know, at the arcade. Yeah. Like virtual I think it's virtual cop. I think that's it. Virtual cop. <laughs> oh man. I <laughs> you know dude I had virtual cop for Sega Saturn, I wanna say. Oh <laughs> man, what a interesting piece of history that is um (laughs) yeah i don't know i think i don't know if sega is the right company to do that kind of thing but i would like to see i would like to see some sort of like remember on the wii they had the sega virtual console also and i would like to see nintendo kind of tap back into that and be like hey i we like sega's games enough to add them to our virtual console lineup again would you like to see that and then add like an arcade section of virtual console or like virtual arcade or something and then like yeah maybe when they redesign their eShop or whatever they have the hamster games in there and then they have sega in there and then like 
Capcom and Konami maybe could stretch into that realm yes. also. And you just see like Nintendo's virtual arcade and you go in there and it would be similar to how the Wii's virtual console is set up. You could search by company or by game or by name of the game or by like, is it co-op or competitive style things? And you could really get into some deep, <laughs> weird arcade stuff in there, you know? And like, I... and like they, they had import games on there, you know, on the virtual console, you know, we got games like sin and punishment and, yeah. uh, there's a bunch of turbo graphic stuff and a bunch of Sega stuff that was imported. You know, we got Doki Doki panic. We got, uh, quite a few import games on that service. So like I could see that happening. I would, I would actually love that if that happened, you know, and then Konami could get the rights back to all their, uh, side scrolling beat em up games. It'd be great. <laughs> X-Men yeah. Ninja turtles, uh, all that stuff. Hey, and maybe Nintendo can work with Microsoft and get that original version of Killer Instinct on there. Yeah, I'm I mean, for it. I mean, look, Microsoft and Nintendo have a working relationship, an okay working relationship, and assuming that they are still working well together, you know, they could get like even if they want to get games on that N64 cl- rumored N64 classic, like this could lead into hey. uh killer instinct uh you know n64 perfect dark like those kinds of games on there you know oh man you just gave me ah yes oh i'm really excited now i don't know if you can see that i'm really <laughs> excited uh and you know they could they could have like those the games work with uh uh, the fight sticks and stuff like, you know, having games like Mortal Kombat, especially like Mortal Kombat two and three on there and the, the different versions of those games or the different street fighters on there, you know, uh, you could get really obscure fighting games on there and you could even go <laughs> to Sega and be like, Hey, uh, virtual fighter was weird. Can we have that for arcade system? Yeah. Like, Oh man. Yes. <laughs> Just got really excited. I don't know if you could tell. I'm really excited. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I would like to see them expand Virtual Console into a virtual arcade, uh, and then really kind of get into some weird stuff. Uh, yeah. Because I think there's an audience for that. Yeah, because they mix some arcade stuff in with on the Wii, like Tecmo Bowl. Like we had the NES version, but they mixed like the arcade edition. It's like, what the heck's this? Yeah. And and I think it would I think I think it would benefit and I think it would give Virtual Console a uh, a refresh the refresh that it needs you know like uh, not that like you know not every I mean everybody wants to play old Nintendo games but like look we've seen Virtual Console on three systems already it needs some kind of refresh some kind of like new reason for uh, people to dip in there you know outside of like us who are going to go in there and buy everything anyway yeah. uh and i really think adding an arcade section to it adding sega genesis and saturn and uh dreamcast especially now in there would benefit it uh adding turbo graphics adding even uh i don't know if you would go as far as putting like atari jaguar and 3do games on there but i mean there's an audience for those games, you know, like Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb loves Atari Jaguar games for some reason. <laughs> so, like, 
there's an audience for that stuff. So I don't know, man. I I think you know, out of spot, spotting, you're spotting this idea, and me not having any thought on it. Now I have a ton of thoughts on it, and <laughs> I just spewed them all out all over the floor in an inconsistent manner. Wow. But I like that idea of having a virtual, uh, a virtual console arcade, and you know you get Namco in there with some of their classic games. You could get even Atari games in there. You could get what other weird things are. I don't know. There's so many weird arcade <laughs> games out there. I wonder if they could do like vector graphics even, or I don't know, man. Get those weird versions of Alter Beasts and uh, what ghouls and ghosts and goblins that have an arcade version. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. So, uh, but anyways, and and you could even get like classic Nintendo arcade games in there. Like Donkey Kong would be great, and I I still think like the original concept for Donkey Kong is a great idea, and like having that in uh, a virtual arcade and having a you could buy an accessory to have this switch stand up so it would be a vertical screen or you know even interesting things like that i think could go a long way so uh, we'll see i like that idea a lot though i do yeah so uh let's see this we've been going for a long time wow i did not even like each video is like 45 minutes long. So, uh, yeah, after that technical hiccup, I did not expect us to go this much longer, but we did. We always go longer. I don't even know why, because we love Nintendo. That's why. Yes. Uh, but anyways, this, I think is going to wrap Nintendo power block. Uh, remember you can find Nintendo power block on our YouTube page every Tuesday and Friday. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. If you're watching the video, there are the links below. You can f- follow us on Twitter at NGR Power Block and Instagram at Nintendo Power Block. Uh, NGRradio.com slash Nintendo Power Block is your home for all of Power Block's content, including Expansion Pack, uh, Let's Pod and Play, and uh, our Reacts. Our, our reacts. So our first one should be coming up soon for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, I hope it's on Thursday because I really want to do a live watch along for that on twitch.tv slash NGR radio. You can email the show next week. We are doing a question block segment. Uh, So email us at Nintendo power block at gmail.com. We want your questions. We want to have some good topics uh, that we can just kind of yell at. Dive in. Uh, So uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at ThatBretcherCo, and you can check out my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Check out Arsenal X here on NGR Radio and World 1-1 Podcast here on NGR Radio. Um, also, um, if you guys are on SoundCloud, uh, there's a podcast called Extra Jump Podcast. It's the PlayStation 1. Um, I was a special guest uh, subbing for one of the hosts. So you guys can actually hear our thoughts about some uh, good PlayStation uh, games. And um, uh, we actually talk a little hit a little bit about the swatting incident and talk about it. So, yeah, check that out on SoundCloud. Nice. 
you can find me at Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on NGR Radio uh, every Monday and on that uh, sideshow NGR B sides. Uh, we talk about some random stuff on there. It's a good time. Uh, download our family of shows: Arsenal X, which is our Xbox podcast; Nerds Gone Platinum, which is our PlayStation show; NGR Radio, World One One. Uh, check out our friends from other shows. Uh, let's see here. Where else? Oh, you can visit NGRRadio.com. By the time this goes up, I will have my top 10 Switch games and my top 10 games of the year 2017 up uh, on NGRRadio.com. <laughs> uh, check out Matt's top 10 games. It's very interesting uh, to see what kind of games he uh, dove into last year. So, uh, again, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, hopefully the direct will happen and we can just spew about that direct ah. all day. Uh, let's see. Oh, so when we do the, before we get out of here, when we do the direct, subscribe to twitch.tv slash NGR radio uh, for podcast listeners and for people who subscribe to the YouTube page, we are going to do a live watch along. We are going to do a pre-show. We're going to do a react a reaction show afterwards, and then we are going to do a full podcast and break down everything from yes. that direct. So uh, if you want to hang out with us during the direct, twitch.tv slash NGR radio, uh, we will maybe have guests on. We will kind of have people popping in and out, I think. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We might uh, do that not through the normal... Uh, cool thing that you see here on YouTube, but maybe through Google Hangouts. That way it's easier for guests to pop in and out and we won't have to like switch everything around and everything. So, uh, yes. you know, that's going to be a, a, a fantastic show. Uh, so just, just giving everybody a heads up. Uh, and yeah. So thank you guys so much for watching and until next time, we love you. Bye everybody. Woohoo!